Yo, what's going on, bro? Thiesman, it's your boy Jerry, the TR expert Washington, and I'm here at General Fitness Company Studio recording episode number 20 of the General Fitness Company cast. That's right, we've got another interview for you today. We're actually going to be reviewing episode number 127, adding some new information in there. We're going to be talking to the king of rhabdomyelosis. Episode number 127 was about rhabdo, and we're going to be going again on rhabdomyelosis, a.k.a. rhabdo, with the king of rhabdo, Joe Cannon. He's been talking about rhabdo for about a decade. He's been an expert in supplements for about two decades. He's got nine books that he's written. He's been quoted in the New York Times. He's actually given a lecture to NASA about rhabdo. So this guy really knows his stuff about rhabdomyelosis, and he's really going to fill us in on some information that even I didn't know about rhabdomyelosis. So keep your ears peeled, because we're going to learn a lot in today's episode. But before we get our episode underway, you know, it would really mean a lot to me if you would share this episode. You can share it by simply taking a, a screenshot, or you can copy the link, or you can actually do the old school way, tell a friend or you know if you don't get around to doing that you can help me another way by leaving a rating or review on itunes if you're listening to this right now i'd really appreciate if you do if you don't you know what you're not my friend (laughs) anyways let's go and get this show on the road episode number 20 of the general fitness company cast the hidden side effects of exercise let go Alright, so here we go. We're on episode number 20 of the General Fitness Company cast. You know, obviously we call it General Fitness Company cast on those times where we have our interviews. And today we're going to be interviewing my guy, Joe Cannon. He is a 20-year supplement expert as well as a 10-year rhabdo expert. He's been talking about rhabdo for over a decade now. He's been quoted in the New York Times and the Daily Beast. He's written nine books. Nine! Nine books! That's, that's, that's almost three hands. He's written nine books. Uh, One of them uh, is what we're going to be talking uh, mainly about today. His uh, his book about rhabdomyosis, uh, myelosis, excuse me, or rhabdo for short. He might correct me on that later. Uh, But uh, that is actually the very first book written about that topic, and we're going to be talking about that. He's also got a few useful tips on IG. I was checking him out earlier on, and uh, he's also done a lecture at NASA. So that's very interesting. Hopefully, he talks a little bit about what he uh, he talked to NASA today. So anyways, without further ado, we got our guy, Joe Cannon, on the show. Hey, Jared. How you doing, Joe? Pleasure to meet you and a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. So why don't you go ahead and just give us that uh, that that 90-second rundown of who Joe Cannon is uh, specifically. Yeah, I can sum that up in a lot less than 90 seconds. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Joe Cannon. I'm, a, I'm an exercise physiologist. My master's is exercise science. My undergrad is biochemistry. Uh, I train personal trainers for one of the organizations that uh, certifies trainers out there. Uh, I'm a writer, I'm a blogger, um, and, and that's basically about it. And somewhere all in, in all the mix, you know, I, I somehow managed to pay the bills. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing doing quite a, a good job of doing it, man. I see you uh, quite a bit of information out there uh, that you've been supplying for people. As I was saying in my intro, I was, uh, saw that you had some really useful tips on Instagram about it, and, uh, about just training and uh, supplements. And I was just uh, kind of blown away by these uh, simple things that you uh, are preaching to these people. So, what would you say is one of the most important things that uh, maybe your uh, everyday layperson might not know uh, that you would uh, say they should know today? 
Oh my, there's, there's a lot of things I'd want to talk about. Late person would know about rhabdo or supplements or fitness. Oh man, how about we start off with the uh, expertise here with uh, rhabdo. Yeah, so uh, rhabdo or rhabdomyolysis uh, is basically a serious medical disorder. Uh, essentially refers to muscle fiber death. A lot of things can cause it. And when exercise is the cause, it's called exertional rhabdomyolysis or exercise-induced. Essentially, you exercise so much, your muscle fibers die, the content in your muscle fibers leaks into your bloodstream, and some of this stuff can be very deadly in some cases in high concentrations. Uh, it, it has some very serious side effects, such as kidney failure, uh, can affect the liver, your liver, your liver enzymes can go out of whack, you can have a heart attack. Your limbs can swell in size to the point where you can't bend or extend your limbs anymore. You may actually have to, you know, doctors may actually have to do surgery to correct that. Uh, you, you may find yourself in the hospital for, you know, several days on dialysis while they try to, you know, help you. Uh, and then also uh, you might incur thousands of dollars in medical bills as a result of, of, of this disorder as well. So um, that's something I would like people to know about. It's often referred to as a rare side effect of exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly not sure how rare it is because nobody appears to be tracking rhabdo in the general population. I've been searching for over a decade for that answer, and I cannot find it, although I think it's more common than most people suspect because I get their emails. I literally get emails from people in the hospital with rhabdo who literally pull me up on their iPad and show me in my reviews to their doctors uh, and and I, I get this all the time. And I get people who email me sometimes at 3 o'clock in the morning because the muscle pain is so bad they can't take it anymore and they don't know what to do. That's another sign of rhabdo, ex- extensive uh, muscle pain and muscle weakness. Uh, so I think it's more prevalent than, than most people think. And that's a message that I want to get people that it's often referred to as a rare side effect of exercise. Mm-hmm. How rare, I believe, is debatable. Um, I think it's more common than most people think. And I can even talk at length on why I think that is. Yeah, you know, I would have to agree with you. I know, being the being in the fitness field, that you know, you hear about rhabdo every. Well, I, I hear about rhabdo a lot more often. Than I think your everyday layperson, and you see it, I think, a lot more often than your everyday layperson, just because it's, I guess, the nature of the beast. When you work out, there are those extremes that can obviously occur. So, uh, what would you say? Like, was there a specific thing that can lead to exercise-induced rhabdo? I mean, obviously, we know it's like it's pretty much work out too hard but is there a specific exercise that you shouldn't do or is there a specific thing that they should be aware of so uh, so they don't get rhabdo when they work out it's an excellent excellent question jerry and the thing i would say to people is you know it's it's often associated with intense exercise i like to try to take the uh emphasis off intense exercises and put it this way rhabdomyolysis happens when you do a lot of stuff you're not used to doing okay and so that doesn't necessarily have to be exercise. For mm-hmm. instance, using your rhabdo from too much gardening mm-hmm. in your house. I've gotten these emails from people. Mm-hmm. Um, again, repetitive over and over and over and over that you're doing these, these repetitions. And again, it could be painting a room or gardening. Uh, if you do enough of it and if it's unusual to you, mm-hmm. something you've not done before or done in a long time, that can be the trigger in some people. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. So how would somebody differentiate? Now, I'm pretty sure this is like the, the main question you hear, but how would somebody differentiate between like being average sore in their workout and actually having rhabdo? 
Yeah, there's a really easy question, a really good question, and it's got a fairly easy answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, regular delayed muscle soreness. That's something we've all felt. You wake up the next day, you're like, oh, my muscles are sore. Everybody listening to me right now, if you have that regular muscle soreness, sit where you are and don't move a muscle. And you, and you say to yourself, are you sore now? Re- Here's the thing. Delayed muscle soreness, regular muscle soreness does not hurt until you move. Mm. Okay? That's, that's really a key to remember. Rhabdo, the pain of rhabdomyolysis hurts even though you're not moving. So as I generally tell people, you know, pain at rest is never a good sign. So if you're if you're in pain and you're not moving, it could be a variety of things. But if you recently, like yesterday or today, did an exercise class or an exercise program or some movement, like again gardening, etc., that you were not used to, and, and you're and you're sore, like within like within a day. Uh, of doing that, then it or less than day, then you could have rhabdomyolysis. So again, delayed muscle soreness doesn't hurt until you move or press on the muscle. Rhabdo hurts even though you're not moving, and the pain often happens quicker. That's another thing. Pain happens quicker than with delayed muscle soreness. Delayed muscle soreness usually kicks in between 24 and 48 hours after the activity. Mm-hmm. Rhabdo can begin. That pain can begin within minutes, if not hours after you do the activity oh wow so that's that's something to really be aware of so if it's if you're starting to get sore right after your or if you're starting to feel pain so would you differentiate between soreness and so i guess soreness is you moving and you feel it and pain would be if you're not moving and you still feel something from your workout correct yeah you should you should pain to rest is never a good thing it could be anything at that point uh, so I, I, I like to point that out to you because we've all had delayed muscle sores. It's very few as they've ever picked up on the notion, hey, it don't hurt until I move. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it. Yeah, I never really thought about that myself. It's like, you know, because I guess I'm always moving. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never think about when I'm not moving. Like, hey, how does that feel? <laughs> that's, in- that's interesting. That's, yeah, it's a good diagnostic little little tool that I use. Yeah. Uh, pain when you're not moving is, is okay, but, or pain when, you're, pain when you're not moving is never a good idea. Uh-huh. So would you say that you could get rhabdo from running as well? I mean, you said from gardening, but like, I feel like running is something different, right? You're like releasing the dopamine and stuff like that. Can you still get rhabdo from running? Absolutely. It's another good, good question you bring up that people often assume, associate rhabdo with, say, resistance training, strength training. Um, there, you can get it from aerobic-type exercises as well. As a matter of fact, there's been multiple cases of indoor cycling classes causing rhabdo. Mm. It's been going on for a long time, many years, um, and it's only recently starting to get some attention in the, in the, uh, in the news media. But it's been a long time. So, yeah, running, absolutely. If you're not used to running, you try to go out and run 10 miles, for instance, yeah, it's quite possible you get rhabdo for that. Wow, wow, wow. So, and I just I, I, I just want to, uh, I guess, differentiate here because I know, well, maybe not even differentiate. But when I was doing a little bit of research and looking at a few of your articles, you did kind of di- differentiate between um, your, somebody that normally exercises and someone that's like a beginner to exercise. So um, would you like to uh, maybe clarify a little bit uh, as like what maybe uh, the beginner exerciser would, should be on the lookout for as opposed to a, someone that's more advanced, or is there something, or is there a difference for what they should be looking for? Yeah, there really is not a difference. The symptoms will be similar whether you're a, a trained athlete, you work out frequently, or you're a beginner. Uh, again, muscle soreness when you're not moving, uh, swelling, 
Sometimes you just feel tired and fatigued. Some people confuse it with the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, the one symptom that gets a lot of attention uh, on the Internet and in the, in the news media is the dark-colored urine symptom. Oh, okay. And I, and I understand what's happening here because you can see it. And so a lot of people out there are calling attention to, hey, if your urine looks dark, then you, you, you've got rhabdo. And, and I would agree that the things are awry if, you're, if your urine is, not, is looking like Coca-Cola or, or iced tea. That's not a good sign. Yeah. But, I, but, I, yeah, but I, I want people to realize that you can have rhabdo and your urine does not change color. Uh-huh. And that's, that's a message that few people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because what's happening here is um, there's a protein in your muscles called myoglobin, and that's changing the color of the urine. It's, it's toxic to your kidneys, so it actually can shut down your kidneys. Oh, and so people with rhabdo may not even urinate, which is even worse. Yeah, because um, kidneys aren't working. And, yeah, exactly. So, but again, many people do not have that, that symptom. So that's why I always put the emphasis on, you know, your, do your muscles hurt when you're not moving? Do I see any muscle swelling? And did you recently, like today or yesterday, do uh, an exercise or activity you weren't used to doing? And that, and that's, at that point, uh, if I suspect that, then I'll just say, you know, maybe it's time to call 911. Um, and then the other thing related to the whole um, uh, dark colored urine thing is that a lot of people do mistake delayed muscle soreness for rhabdo. Mm-hmm. And what do they reach for is pain medication. Yes. Mm-hmm. Advil, naproxen, aspirin. And I would say no. That's a huge mistake because these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, one of the side effects is they could actually hurt your kidneys. Well, you're already kidney compromised from rhabdo. Oh, um, I get it. I, mm-hmm. I have talked to nurses who have told me stories of people who've OD'd on these over-the-counter pain medications, and they've actually killed their kidneys. Mm. Uh, they, they thought they had regular muscle soreness. They really had rhabdo, and then they just it compounded the rhabdo damage. Um, so, again, coming full circle, I think the, the, the thing you're looking for is, is basically the same for whether you're a beginner or not. I do think, however, that beginners are at a greater risk yeah. of getting rhabdo, and that's because everything is unusual to you. They walk into a fitness center, and then the personal trainer has to do a whole bunch of stuff that they've never done before. Yeah. Uh, and, also, and then we can also talk about how sometimes you'll get trainers that, that you know, they'll, they'll focus on arm day and leg day and chest and back day. And as I say, say in classes I teach, in a beginner, there should be no arm day, no leg day, no chest or back day. It's too much emphasis on one body part. Mm. Um, that, again, could overload uh, the muscles and, again, could trigger rhabdo in some individuals. Okay, so you're saying that's like for a beginner, they should only be doing a full body workout routine? I think that's the safest way of doing it. So what? So why would you say? Now, I mean, I have an idea already, but you know, just for our listeners out there, why would you say specifically that they sh- uh, a beginner shouldn't have, like, say, your upper body day, your lower body day, your whatever day their yeah. muscle group is the defined days? Well, a, a it, it, it's going to put too much emphasis on one or a couple muscle groups, mm-hmm. and at the very least, that's just going to cause an awful lot of muscle soreness. Mm-hmm. And if that if that beginner thinks exercise has to hurt, then they may be less inclined to do it. Mm-hmm. So focusing on just arm day, for instance, uh, you know, could reduce what's called exercise adherence, 
He may just say, this stinks, I'm not doing this anymore, and then, you know, you're not going back anymore. So that's at the very least of what could happen, and people just think exercise has to hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it could, could in theory, lead to rhabdo from, because you're putting too much emphasis on just one muscle group. Again, for instance, biceps. Biceps, in my experience, tend to be a very common area uh, (laughs) that are are way overworked, because people can look at the mirror, and, you know, we're all we won't want to have big biceps, and I think that's a, that's one common area that I see over and over again in people. Um, but again, it just overemphasizing could lead to rabbit, but not only that, could lead to gee whiz, tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, shoulder problems. You know, just because you're overloading not only the muscles but the ligaments and tendons as well. Yeah, uh, say, you know, we, we often tend to forget about the ligaments and tendons. Uh, these tissues take a long time to get stronger. They, it takes longer for ligaments and tendons to improve strength than muscles. And so while muscles get strong relatively quickly, the ligaments and tendons don't. Uh, and, and then, you know, that's, that could lead to, again, tennis elbow or some other kind of, you know, injury which could require, you know, physical therapy or, you know, just rest, taking a day off or taking a few months off of exercise in some cases. Mm, yeah, that makes uh, actually makes quite a bit of sense there to, you don't want to overload the tendons and ligaments because that is true that they don't grow as as as, as uh, quickly as the muscles and if you have an, uh, an extreme amount of pull or extreme amount of resistance on those li- ligaments and tendons you probably run a risk of tearing them or <laughs> or you know anything else but you got to admit though it's always cool to work out those biceps cuz <laughs> 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 I get you. Yeah, right. You know, actually, uh, I, I think you were talking about, or I don't know if we were talking about it, or I, I was writing notes while we were talking here. But you had a one question litmus test for a personal trainer. You had something like that. <laughs> um, so again, my my again, my one question litmus test for personal trainers is, um, you know, ever, you know, tell me who you're certified by. Everybody, most of us are certified by some organization, whether it's ACSM or NASM or NSCA, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. All the first, and when you ask a personal trainer that question, they're going to hit you with the letters. ACSM, NASM, NSCA, yada, yada, yada. Okay, that's great. Tell me in one second what those letters stand for. <laughs> I, I, I tell people, and even in classes I teach, if, they can't, if that trainer can't tell you in one second what the letters stand for, walk away. Because that could indicate an educational deficiency elsewhere. You know, as I often say to people, again, people don't like it when I say this, mm-hmm. most, trainers, most trainers spend too much time at the gym and not enough time in the library. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so they get their certification and then they forget everything. We don't, nobody knows everything, but I, I, I at the very least expect somebody to be able to say NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine, <laughs> ACSM, you know, American College of Sports Medicine, NSCA, National, National Sports Strength and Conditioning Association. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know the organization you're certified by, we're right off, off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, it's true, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's like saying, what college did you go to? And somebody says, <laughs> uh, somebody says uh, PSU, and like, what's that stand for? Uh... <laughs> Right. You ain't going no PSU, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, man. So I, I, I totally understand that, Joe. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure you under, you know, your trainer knows exactly what academy or what national uh, uh, certification they have. Oh boy, yeah, man. People with that, I really stump people with that. 
Yeah, You'd be surprised. I, I've gotten emails from people. How dare you tell people to say that question? And they because they, they know I'm stumping people with it. It's so it's such an easy question. Oh yeah, when you call, you know what? When you call people out on stuff, they you know they either they respond one of two ways. They they perk up and they say, hey, you know what? He's right. Or they say, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> they get mad because they know you're right, and <laughs> and they started yeah. writing letters and stuff. Man, I I, I totally understand. Joe, I totally agree with you though. I mean, I, I can see the validity in, that, validity in that. If you ask somebody where they're certified and they don't remember where they're certified, absolutely, you should probably, you know, at least know that, you know, because you know that at the end of the day, it does probably make it does signify that they probably are lacking somewhere else in their studies. Yeah, so, I uh, mean, it's funny. Uh, I was, well, again, you mentioned I, I do the investigation of the supplements. So I was investigating a supplement about a year or two ago and it's run by some company and they, you know, have some they they have some personal trainers that work with you or whatever and I, and I played secret squirrel I called up on the phone and uh, you know and, and I and I said that I said you know who are you certified by and, and this guy says Florida uh, okay <laughs> the state <laughs> Florida <laughs> you're like oh boy <laughs> and you just all of a sudden you just hear that dial tone and it's a rat <laughs> that's it okay thanks a lot sir I really appreciate it uh, alright so um, so back to what we were talking about with the uh, the uh, the rhabdo. So I I was gonna go a little bit after you know the after effects of of uh, rhabdo. So you're when we were talking beforehand, you were telling me about um, some of your clients or some people experience PTSD. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah, you know it's something that uh, did not it didn't even occur to me until I started getting the emails from people all over the world, and they all told me the same thing independently. I've never heard of this before. It hurts like like unlike anything I've ever before ever had before. I never wanted to get it. I never want to get this again, and I'm terrified to work out again. Mm-hmm. They all said the same thing to me, and, and after I read this over and over, I'm like, they're all suffering a post traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, it's a topic that I don't hear anybody bringing up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and and that's a message I think the, the fitness community and the general community needs to realize as well. It is a trauma because you 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 for instance you walked into some fitness center. And you got a quote unquote free personal training session, <laughs> and and you wound up in a hospital with a you know for a week on dialysis, and they and you thought you were going to lose your kidneys, and, and and also you know by the way you just incurred like twenty thousand or more dollars in medical bills. Yeah, that's not a free personal, personal training session. <laughs> that's an expensive <laughs> personal training session. I talked to people who told me that my insurance didn't pay for it for whatever reason. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Man, they so it, it is it is a trauma to them. They're shocked. Yeah, that's um, tough. And, and and again, many of them are, are afraid uh, of working out again. And and I, and again, I, I I was thinking about the one guy. I got an email from him. Um, you know, this year, and he literally told me, he said, "I can't exercise anymore because of this, and um, I think I'm going to kill myself." Oh my God. <laughs> In, what do you do when you get that email? I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I just really wrote back and like, please don't do that. And you've got to get some help. And I mean, and fortunately he, he did and he's, he's okay. But yeah. I, 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 I can understand what, you know, what, what someone must be going through when they, they love to work out. It's how mm-hmm. they deal with stress and it's how they make sense of the, of the day. And suddenly they take that away from somebody. And yeah. I mean, their world shakes. It, it just shakes to its core. So, 
So yeah, it is, it's an issue that I think the fitness community needs to address. So what? So what do you say to these people that have uh, experienced this and they are writing you these emails saying that they don't want to work out again? What do you tell them? Um, I tell them you you can go back to exercise eventually. Um, you just have to. Your time is your best friend. It's going to take time to get over this, and everybody's going to recover uh, a little differently. There are people who have been grappling with uh, the, the 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 aftermath of rhabdo sometimes for several months, mm-hmm. if not longer, after they were discharged from the hospital. So time is, is, is our friend when we're dealing with recuperating from this disorder. You've got to keep in touch with your doctor. You've got to continue to get regular blood tests. Doctors, for instance, will measure uh, an enzyme called creatine kinase, which anybody who's ever had rhabdo knows well because that's the only, here, that's the only thing they ever hear in the hospital is, oh, your creatine kinase level is, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000. We've got to bring that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so they need to give you a touch with your doctor. And, and, you know, and, and when they do go back to exercise, go back slow. Don't go back and do the same thing you did before. It's probably going to put you right back in the hospital again. Um, go back to your doctor during ex- after your after your first workout, and, and let's see, you know, if what you did elevated your level again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, again, time is is really the, the, your best friend, and patience, patience, and time is your friend when it comes to recuperating. But I also need people to realize that there may be a genetic component to that, though. Um, and I, for instance, I know people who've had it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, one one woman I know who's had it, I believe, six times. Wow. So, and she's a fit woman. She's she's a she's a fitness trainer. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. So there are some things that can increase the risk, um, but you know, really patience. You got to have patience. You got to keep in touch with your doctor. Um, and, and and again, if you're working with a fitness professional, you know, make sure they understand what rhabdo is. And you know, and, and again, and that's a whole other you know issue altogether. There's a lot of a lot of people in our industry haven't been taught about it. Yeah. So I, me included. Uh, again, I, I stumbled upon this over a decade ago, reading a magazine article, and I said, why didn't anybody ever teach this to me? It's not in any of my books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I totally understand that. I, something similar happened to me. It wasn't, um, it was, a. Uh, I was in a gym and another trainer actually had, um, was training another client and they, uh, had induced rhabdo. We had never even heard of that before, and uh, you know the the client she couldn't work out for about a week, and we didn't know what in the world rhabdo was. And when she came back, we were like, "Can we? Can you like? Can you do anything? You know?" So uh, you also, I think you mentioned earlier on uh, that uh, there's are there different causes for rhabdo besides just exercise? Sure, um, you can have rhabdo from trauma. Uh-huh. There are cases of people who've fallen down steps and gotten it, car crashes, uh, snake bites, uh, some medications. For instance, uh, many people who watch TV have obviously seen commercials for uh, cholesterol-lowering uh, drugs, and they always say during these cholesterol-lowering drug commercials, if you experience any pain, weakness, see your doctors. This could be a sign of a rare but serious disorder. Well, that's rhabdo. Oh, no. Are you serious? Yes, rhabdo <laughs> is a rare but serious side effect of cholesterol-lowering drugs. Who if you knew? listen to the drug commercials now, you even hear them say dark-colored urine. Oh, wow. You don't want to say rhabdomyolysis because it's a scary-sounding word. <laughs> it does sound scary. <laughs> That's one of those things you can scare people with at night. Rhabdomyolysis. <laughs> 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 oh, man, 
that is a scary sounding word, man, I tell you. So uh, I'm curious now, so to kind of go to a, tw- a little bit on to your supplemental expertise, is there anything that you could take or any uh, type of diet that have you less predisposed to uh, rhabdo? Not really. Uh, there's no diet that's going to make you less likely to get rhabdo. One thing I would say is if, if, if you do have rhabdo, uh, I, I, I would suggest you go easy on the protein. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be reaching for the protein shakes because, you know, protein can stress your kidneys. And if you're healthy, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if you're already kidney compromised, it could be an issue. So I would lay off the protein. I'd lay off the creatine supplements. Uh, again, in healthy people, they're not going to hurt you. But in not so healthy people, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I, at, at that point when it comes to, you know, nutrition, say nutrition after exercise, I would try to find a dietitian. Uh, who understands rhabdo and nutrition, but I see no formal guidelines uh, out there on, you know, don't eat this or eat more of this. I mean, I, I generally I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, you can't go wrong with eating more fruits and vegetables and stuff okay. like that. So I'm going to say it's probably good. I, I, again, off the top of my head, I'd probably say a lower protein diet, no protein supplements, no creatine, stuff like that. But there's nothing out there that's going to lower your risk. Okay. Uh, at least no supplement that I have ever uncovered uh, or, <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. So if you guys hear about any of those products, just uh, let me or Joe know. Just give us a call or whatnot. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, so tell us a little bit about your, your lecturing to NASA. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny. It was, it was quite an honor. Um, and and I, did, I did speak to the NASA community about Rapto. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they do educational seminars to the national, uh, NASA community on a variety of topics. And they, they reached out to me. They, apparently, they um, were bantering back and forth, you know, rhabdo. <laughs> and uh, they were like, well, whoa, we don't know about this. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I did a little research, and they found me. And, uh, you know, I got to do a little little, uh, little, little seminar to them. It was, it was quite an honor, and, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate being able to do it. That's awesome, man. That's pretty yeah. cool, helping out the our NASA athletes or I guess they're athletes. They got to know about it. They're sending us to Mars. I want to. I want to be front and center for that one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You want to be front and center? Well, I don't know. You could. You could be front and center. You could tell me how it is, man, and I'll. Um, oh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll follow you over there later on when okay. everything gets set up. I'll watch it. On, I'll watch it on TV. I don't want to be on the first spaceship. Yeah, exactly. That's that's me <laughs> right there. <laughs> At night. Exactly, man. Well, there it is, man. Hey, Joe, I really appreciate your time, man. You got so much going on, man. I, like, from NASA to nine books to uh, Jesus being on the news. I'm, I'm really excited that you get, had the time for me today to speak, man. So uh, normally when I end this, well, I can't say I've, I've done a ton of these interviews, but when I do uh, enter the, end these, I like to think of uh, a little final thought. So is there like a question or actual thought that you want to leave uh, our listeners with today? Yeah, basically, you know, just be healthy. You know, my, my goal as, as a fitness person is I, I want to try want people to live as long as they possibly can live. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm personally aiming for 140 myself. My granny lived to 104, so there's no reason why I can't have 140. But, you know, eat, eat a well-balanced diet, eat more fruits, more vegetables. Yeah, there's some supplements that are good. Uh, don't overdo the exercise. Moderation is the key when it comes to a lot of this stuff, including exercise. So, you know, that, that's basically it. And, and be an informed citizen. You know, learn as much as you can. There you go. 
I like it. Learn as much as you can and keep on growing your mind, but hopefully don't grow your body too much. (laughs) (laughs) There it is, Joe. Hey, Joe, I really appreciate your time, man. I hope that we can link up uh, in person and shake each other's hand in the near future, my man. Sounds good, man. We're not too far from each other. That'll probably happen one day. (laughs) Uh All right. All right. You take care of yourself, Joe. Joe! I can't, fi- I can't, I can't finish, can't finish the episode without having people find out how the heck to get in touch with you, my man. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that too. <laughs> uh, people get in touch with me real easily. Um, I got, I got two websites. I've got a website where I write about health and fitness and personal training, and that's just joe-cannon.com. And uh, I've got a whole uh, website devoted to nothing but unbiased. Supplement reviews, and um, that's just supplementclarity.com. Uh, I basically take supplements and I break them down, try to find out what their active ingredients are to save people money and you know, tell them the side effects and all that jazz. Um, Supplement Clarity on Instagram. As you found me on Instagram, I, I, I never thought I'd like it, but yeah, I, I, I do kind of have to admit I'm a little addicted to Instagram. Uh, but I'm on Twitter. I'm Joe Cannon MS on Twitter, so I'm pretty easy to find. Just Joe Cannon. We'll find we'll find you out. So supplement care, supplement clarity on Instagram, right? Instagram as your at is supplement clarity. We got you at Joe Cannon MS on Twitter, and your uh, your website is dash Joe Cannon, right? Joe-Cannon.com. Joe hyphen Cannon.com. Oh, Joe hyphen or dash, however you want to put it. Cannon. Yeah, Joe Cannon.com. Um, I'm supplement clarity. On Facebook, also. Okay, there we go. And supplement clarity. Don't forget Facebook, because you know everybody and their mom's on Facebook now. Yeah, yeah, I like Instagram better. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. That seems like that's kind of the general push. Is like everybody's starting to make their way over to Instagram, but you still got some stragglers over there on Facebook. Yeah, I go there too. Absolutely. Yeah, every once in a while, when you get bored, you're like, "What's going on on Facebook?" <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Joe. So yeah, definitely. Now we got all the information down. We got everybody knows how to find you if they want to get some more information on Rabdo or uh, how to get a breakdown on their supplements that they might want to purchase or they might. Can they purchase supplements from you, or you only do uh, the breakdown of supplements? You know, I don't. I don't sell any supplements per se. I mean, I, if I find the active ingredient or whatever, I'll link over to it on Amazon. You can grab it from there. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things I, I try to not do is, is endorse any supplement per se. Um, so I don't sell them. Uh, if it works, I'll tell you it works. If it doesn't work, I'll tell you it doesn't work. And if, it, if it's expensive and has a as an inexpensive active ingredient, I'll tell you what the inexpensive active ingredients are, so you can save money. Oh man, that sounds like a really good resource, my man. Sounds like a really good resource. I'm going to have to link a couple of those articles you have. <laughs> that sounds real good, man. All right, Joe, so that's official, my man. We really have it, we have it all wrapped up. I think we're, we're good to go here, Joe. Again, I really appreciate your time. I hope we, uh, like I said, meet up real soon, and I uh, hope you're keeping good company. Sounds good, Joe. You take care. Enjoy your holidays. All right, you do the same. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, so I just want to finish this off with a quick final thought. You know, I didn't realize who Joe Cannon was before we actually got this interview done. Uh, I talked to him a little bit ago, a few a few days ago, and we confirmed this uh, podcast. And uh, when we confirmed the podcast, and I started doing a little bit more research, and I realized that he's he's a bigwig. And in fact, I also realized afterward, you know, after the podcast, we were talking, and I realized he was the certified instructor for me when I first became a personal trainer. 
So that's pretty cool. So uh, this guy's got a lot of knowledge. He dropped in this uh, on this episode. He's bringing a lot of value. So I'd really hope that you would share this episode with a friend or family member or leave a review. But hey, you know, I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. You know, I do my best to bring you the absolute most value every time I push that red record button. But hey, did you know I also have a daily email? Yeah, that's right. Every Monday through Friday is a different theme. Mondays are Motivational Monday. Uh, Thursdays are Thoughtful Thursday where we talk about mindfulness and uh, the meditation space and every other day obviously has its own theme. But that's not all I'm bringing you. You know, by signing up and being a part of this uh, daily email, you can also get free swag like t-shirts. You can get daily discounts and deals that you wouldn't get online as well as you can get entered in the contest where you can win things like uh, unlimited personal training or group training with me. Yeah, we just gave that away. That was pretty cool. So you can do all that by signing up online, generalfitnesscompany.com. You'll see the link for subscribing to our daily email email. I guarantee you that would be one of the best decisions you ever made besides obviously listening to this podcast. (laughs) Anyways, you know, uh, whenever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's early Monday morning or late Sunday night at the stroke before midnight, I hope you're having a good one. And as always, keep good company.